Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. On this episode we've got the Premier League Captain Slog, featuring James Burton from Orowus, Joe Bullimore from Eckington and Harvey Hussain from Swarkston. So that's coming up a little bit later on, but in the meantime we've got with me today Mars and Neil, who are going to go through what's been going on. So uh, welcome chaps. Hi Rick, okay, you alright now? Yeah, alright mate, thanks. Yeah, well we're going to talk about Micklover really, I mean fantastic match here a couple of weeks ago. Record breaking match actually, where uh, they, they got 410 for none, which I don't think I've ever heard that high a score before of you now. No, I don't think I have, no. Yeah, so you got Kieran Preston with an unbelievable 2 two four three, still only fourth on the national honours list. And then uh, Ollie Dimmitt, 129, I think it was now. Yeah, the breakdown was uh, Kieran was 243 in 146 balls with 27 fours and 13 sixes. 13 sixes. That's um, some going, isn't it? It is some going, yeah. <laughs> Especially was, on that ground as well, Walton, big ground, really. Well, it's a big ground on one side. Or well, as well as pitches, all right, don't well, spoil it. Well, it's 13 6 anyway. Don't spoil it. You'd have been pleased with 2 4 3. Well, I'll tell you something about 13 sixes. I've done my research this week. Have you? Yeah, there's someone not too far away from me that's 13 career sixes. Is that me? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he, he picks out these facts, don't he, that yeah. uh, humiliate well, you? Well, that's the phone. Well, to be honest with you, Neil, you know my stock answer to this, don't you? There was cricket before. Yeah, there was cricket before play cricket. And. We're gonna. I'm gonna prove my point one day, and we'll have a special edition about that. I can assure yeah, you. You look. You look. Your stats up then, but I still think. Yeah. The Did you hit sixes. sixes though? Yeah, I hit some sixes. Yeah, I hit a big six off Kamal years ago to to win a good anyway, match. Not about you. Yeah, sorry. One two nine. So Oliver Dimmick, one two nine off one two seven balls, fourteen fours and two sixes, and Kieran Preston two four three. Off one four six balls with twenty seven four and thirteen sixes. Mm, pretty good. And then to pretty be fair, good. yeah, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Walton gave it a good go back, didn't they? They, they went well. Three hundred sixteen they got in return. I think special mention actually should go to Nick Campion because it he bowled eight overs and only went at four point two five and over. And some of the other lads for for Walton were going at fourteens, thirteens. But to go for in a score like that, four hundred and ten, to go for four point two is pretty good, really. I wonder why I didn't bowl the last two, his last two overs. Makes you wonder. I don't know. Yeah, strange. So that's what's that? Oh, Ninety overs in total. How many runs in the day then? Uh, Seven hundred and twenty-six was it? So yeah, uh, and it just shows you. I mean, uh, Mick Lover have played six, one six, 
and uh, Orowus played 7-1-7 so they've got a game in Anmiklova and I think uh, it'll be tight at the top of there yeah. uh, also this week we've met Charlie Hart from Clifton Cricket Club Charlie uh, had the unusual feat of being given out hit the ball twice um, so we interviewed Charlie and that's coming up later fantastic we'll look forward to that a little bit later on so we'll take our first dash into Cow Corner then to hear from Livo and Mars with our Premier League Captain Slog <laughs> Welcome to our latest venture into Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo and Rich Marsa. How are we doing, Mars? Very good tonight, mate. Great stuff. So we're back now uh, on Zoom tonight because we've got three captains from three clubs from around the Derbyshire League. So our chance t- tonight is to talk to James Bertie Burton over at Alruas. Hello. Joe Bullimore up at Eckington. Evening. And it's definitely up at Eckington in the Derbyshire League. And uh, Harvey Hussein from League Leaders at Swarkston. Yeah, hi, Ian. Great to see you all, guys. So we're going to get started immediately with effectively the, the, the most open and uh, simple part of the podcast. We just ask you all sort of give, give you sort of a bit of feedback on where you guys come from from a cricket perspective. I don't want you to go back to when you were four years old, but you know, Bertie, how, how long have you been at Alrewis and what's, what's, what sort of club's that one? Uh, I've been at Alrewis. Uh, I think I started when quick cricket was invented. I was nine <laughs> or ten, so yeah, 26, 27 years. And that's the real quick cricket, none of these all-stars and dynamos, obviously. No, none of that. That's the yeah, original quick cricket, aren't you? Yeah. Absolutely. What, what was yours called, Rich, then? Quick cricket, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit older than Bertie. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was way back in the uh, under-13s era and proper, you know, hardballs. Our ball straight from the start. And were you, were you a cricketer before quick cricket at all then, Bertie? Was there some, some cricket in the family? Uh, my dad my dad played a lot of cricket. Yeah, he was uh, he played at West Hallam in the Derbyshire Premier League years ago. Um, he was at Warsaw. And, uh, uh-huh. and my granddad was quite a big influence on the old oh. Burton League um, back around the late 60s, 70s, yeah. Um, yeah. especially on junior cricket. Is that the old Burton League that involves all the breweries? Uh, yeah, he was more he was more on the junior side of it. So there the used to be a cup called the George Burton Trophy, which was a, an under fifteens cup, really. Um, which after he passed away was sort of invented. Um, I was named after your granddad. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's quite a, that's quite a memory that is to say the least. Yeah, yeah. If you remember so, going yeah. to those games very early on, then. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, those finals were always played at Oriwis, Um so yeah, that, they're they're probably my first memories of being there or, or going up to West Hallam to watch my dad. Are you enjoying being captain, mate? Yeah, it's a lot easier now. We've we've sort of been on the upward curve. It was a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't much fun those first couple of years when you're scrambling just to get eleven players out. But uh, yeah, once but, you start doing quite well, it seems easier to get a side together each week. Yeah, yeah. And personally, how's it going? Yeah. Okay. I've got. Um, I got 70 odd first week, so at Denby, I was quite happy with that. But uh, yeah, I keep getting started and, and finding ways to get out. But yeah, you know, it's, a, it's a learning curve at 36. So yeah, yeah. What about you, Joe? How did you start your life in cricket? Well, first memories really playing cricket back garden with the brothers uh, and then getting dragged along with my dad to go and watch him. Um, he played all his cricket at Staveley, which is just down the road from the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, 
playing back garden with the brothers and then uh, taking the whites to see if anyone would drop out early on a Saturday morning. Uh, and always, yeah, in the back, always in the back of the car. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Putting the, putting the kit bag in yeah. the back of the car. They're the earliest memories. And then playing for Staveley up until 2017, then joined Eckington then. So, oh. um, How long did it, uh, did it take to become captain at Eckington? Well, 2020, COVID year. Actually, okay. yeah, yeah. So managed to get through that, all right. Then. Yeah, well, we we had the split divisions in yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The north and the south. It was a steady introduction, then, really. Yeah, it was just nobody knew what was going to happen, did they? Really? No, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Talk, talks yeah. of no cricket at all. So yeah, that was the first season. Very yeah. similar to our place, really. That Rich, isn't it? Because Clarkie yeah. took over the same year as captain of Winsel. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think it was a nice way for new captains just to. Eased no themselves in. Yeah, yeah. There, it, there was win-lose cricket still, but we, yeah. we had that little playoff thing yeah. at the end of the season and all kinds of funny things going on. But it wasn't like the the grind, shall we call it, of the, the 22 weeks, which you guys are well and truly in now, isn't it? So how, yeah. how's the season gone for you so far? We'll come to it in a bit more detail, but Joe, overall? Personally, not started yet, really. Can we move on now then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll come yeah. back to that then. Come back to that. <laughs> what about you, Harvey? You've obviously uh, you've had a bit of a change of career and things in the last couple of years, mate. And I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. So, you know, how yeah. far back your cricketing memories go? So, I probably I probably started a little bit later than than most did um, in junior cricket. I started probably at about eleven or twelve, and that was at Matlock uh, Cricket Club. Um, you know, and apart from the earliest memories of of just watching cricket. I started in the junior team there and then I started playing pretty young in the third team there, uh, but that was in division 10. Mm-hmm. So the, the very bottom division. Right, you can, yeah. It's a big riser. You can, uh, you can be in. Yeah. So that's where it all kind of started for me really. And then at about age 12, I went uh, to Denston and obviously we had, yeah. we had a Saturday school there. So first half of the season, I'd always be playing cricket at school. Uh, on the weekend and then second half I'd come back and play uh, play for Matlock uh, but that I did start in the under 12 uh, B team at Denston and then I guess I just I just enjoyed it a lot that that winter when I first started I just remember falling in love with the game practicing loads spending all all my kind of free time uh, playing cr- cricket and it, it was quite a um, deep trajectory uh, mm. from there on in I guess really when when did you realise, Harvey, that you know you could possibly make a career out of this? Um, I'd probably say that that was probably when I was about fifteen, when I was on when I first was on the Derbyshire Academy. There, yeah, yeah. I'd just been selected to play in England age groups at that at that time for the year above. So mm. that's probably when I had an idea in my head that it it could be serious, you know, kind of career wise. Um, I always always though, um, and one thing that you know, my parents and, and stuff pushed was to always keep the school side of things going because obviously one injury and, and that's it, you know, with a sporting career. Mm. So I was always, always mindful of that. But I'd probably say about 15 or 16, when, when I was just starting to do A-levels and stuff, that's probably when I realised that, you know, I could probably, you know, take it to the next level and become a professional, mm. I guess. Obvious question, Harvey. What was it before the age of 11 or 12 then? Because it, it, that is very late to start, isn't it? When the other guys have talked about quick cricket, for example, what, what was it before then for you? Was it football, hockey? I just did, I just did a bit of everything really I, I suppose that helped me in a way because I, I was always quite 
I mean, I'm, I'm probably trying to find whichever sport I was was any good at. Really, I played rugby, played tennis, um, and then when I uh, did go to Denston, I suppose we we just kind of did did the sports that you had to do in the the particular term. So it was that summer term uh, that that it was cricket, and um, that that's when I really kind of fell in love with the game. The year before that, I'd, pl- I'd played at Matlock and um, in the in the junior teams, but. I'd say before the age of kind of 11, I hadn't really played played much cricket at all. I'd, I'd just kind of done, you know, bits and bobs of, of all sports, really. Same question to you as we asked the other guys, and without, you know, without the sort of level of detail we're probably going to go into. But overall, league leaders, how's the season started for you? Well, as a team, six from six. So it's been yeah. been a pretty good start, really. Um, just want to keep this momentum going going now. Uh, I've I've personally started off pretty decently with the gloves, but... Not so, not so pretty decently with the bat. I mean, I've, yeah, we won't mention Saturday. Then, will we? No, we'll never mention Saturday <laughs> until later in the pod. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, Have you got a goldie before? Oh, many, many, many. <laughs> <hours. laughs> not some people don't have many, do they? That's the thing. It's uh, quite an unusual occurrence, really. We shouldn't, we shouldn't laugh, Richard, but we we can point out that on Saturday we were looking at all three of your team's results just to see what the crack was before yeah. tonight, and yeah. when we saw that you'd had a goldie. Harvey, I'm, I'm, not, saying me straight away, I'm you? not saying I messaged you very quickly, Rich, but it was pretty quickly, wasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. But we were we were too busy keeping an eye on the Michelover score, which we'll come to later and get some comments from you guys and the madness at uh, Walton on Trent down the road from uh, you guys, Bertie, on, on Saturday because it was madness, no other way to describe it. So, yeah. so yeah. let's talk about the season so far and you know, get into a bit of detail of where, where we're at. So, Swarky, you're at the top, Harvey. We'll start with you. Yeah. Season started well overall. Interested to say that you you feel really comfortable it's going well with the gloves on. Yeah, so I've, I've enjoyed captaining from behind the stumps. It's something I did um, in the Derbyshire second eleven. You know, over the years, I'd captain quite a bit a bit there. So I've, when I the last couple of seasons when I played for for Swarkston, I didn't used to keep, but now that I'm you know there there full time and and captaining, I thought the best position to do that from is behind the pegs really. And, and as you said, we've we've started well this season. I think um, hats off to to Ben Hutchinson and uh, Tommy Sturgis who who've led the bowling attack we say they're the two standout performers really who've, who've propelled us to the top of the table yeah but you've got those two who've got 19 and 12 wickets respectively so 31 wickets between them I'm a big believer that stats in cricket really do tell a story far more than any other sport and even at this early stage to have two of the top four bowlers in the yeah. league coming from your club that you're going to be winning those games aren't you um, and Dan Wielden and Conor Marshall they've got 29 wickets between them as well so they're, they're not doing bad themselves are they so what what sort of standards have you seen this year in, in the Premier League you've been in and around Swarky for a while obviously uh, but obviously now it's full time for you what, what's the standard like for you in terms of where it's been in the past compared to now I'd, I'd say it's pretty pretty decent you know in, com- in comparison to where it's I, to be honest in previous years as in probably going back from kind of 2014 to probably 2019 I had I didn't really play consistently enough to kind of monitor the standard because I didn't consistently play um, a lot of club cricket it was a bit sporadic mm-hmm. as of, of availability and stuff so um, I can only really go on the last uh, since 2019 really when I've been a bit more a bit more available so uh, but I'd say the standard's been you know good comp- competitive cricket you know every week you turn up and, and, and you know you're going to be tested um, against the opposition there's no um, mm. You know, you treat each week like a, a professional game. You know, there's no easy ones in there. No, it's fairly. It looked fairly easy against Mare at the weekend. Is is that how it went? Yeah. Again, the bowlers. I mean, I've started off. They they actually started off pretty well. As in, you know, they weren't losing too many wickets. And then it 
it was probably from about 15 overs. I, I reckon that's when it just all happened quickly because there were mm-hmm. there were two or three down where where you're thinking, all right, I'm just thinking about my first change bowlers now, and am I going to bowl a bit of spin or or go to the medium paces? Mm. And then it just continued to tumble. So I kept saying to Hutch and um, Durgis, have one more, have one more. <laughs> of course, when they keep taking wickets, it's yeah, fine. take them off. And uh, usually Tommy Sturgis doesn't bowl more than about five overs. And oh, really? all 12 at the weekend. So we said... Yeah, I've just seen that, yeah. So don't tell us you're, you're tired after five. <laughs> bowled all the way through, did he? Sorry. Yeah, Hutch, Hutchinson and Sturgis bowled all the overs. Yeah, there, there, there was nobody else bowled, was there? Yeah. What about you, Bertie? How's it going for you? And uh, any players you'd like to, you know, push out there? I see you've got, uh, is it Nick Quant, is it? Nick Quant, yeah, the overseas. Where's he from, mate? Uh, New Zealand. Is he? Because he was he playing up in the northeast a couple of years ago. He played up in Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. saw that. Um, yeah, he was a bit younger then, and yeah. So uh, how did you get hold of him then? Just through an agent through the club. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's scoring a few runs for you then. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, as as he looking, he's looking good. Yeah, he's looking very good. To be fair, he's evolving. You, you miss your line or your length, and he just seems yeah. to pick it every time at the moment. He's just in that in that purple patch of form and. It's fair to say, you say he scored some runs, Rich. He scored 505 runs in six games. Mm. And the closest to him is Joe Ashtown with 399. Mm. I mean, that's a phenomenal amount. He's, like, he's got 101 average at the moment. And like, OK, we're only six games into the season there, Bertie. But from what you've seen, is that something that you're thinking, do you know what, this could go on for a long time during the season? Because uh, there is a bit of luck involved in cricket, as we all know as well, and especially early doors. With the wickets that we all pay on, we just don't know what's quite going to be there sometimes. Is this someone that we should be watching for the whole season? I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you'd have said otherwise, obviously, if you listened to this, I'd be very upset with this captain. But uh, yeah, I hope so. He's uh, he, he's quite a confident lad in his ability. You know, it's when he's going to play and, and score, then mm-hmm. he goes into it. He, he, there's no half-heartedness with him. <laughs> what about your bowling side there, Bursey? What's been working or not been working for you? Uh, yeah, they've been doing okay. They've uh, they've took a little bit of time to settle. We've lost our opening bowler. Uh, looks like for the season, he, you know, I don't think he's going to play a game for us. Which you know, it's tough to take, but it's it's one of those mm. things that you've got to deal with it. And that's what you use your squad for, isn't it? So is that an injury? Is it injury? A football injury? Yeah, a football injury at the end of the football season. At the end of the how's um, how's with Will Smedley going, mate? Because I know he's played. Uh, it's probably a bit of a step up for him in the prem. Is he is he doing all right? Yeah, he's uh, he's just missed the last two weeks as well. He, has he it? Saturday, but he missed the two previous. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think he's got seven or eight wickets. Yeah, he's done all right. Yeah, Good. yeah. Because I've I think I've played against him years and years ago. I mean, he's now he's only a young lad himself, but uh, I think a long time ago I played uh, against him, and some of the lads will remember him as well. Let's move up the county and get up to Eckington then with you, Joe. So mm. your season, you're down in ninth place at the moment in the table, uh, below these two guys, unfortunately, but uh, there's a long way to go. How's it, how's it started? What's been the positives for you? Yeah, we've been a bit indifferent. We've played some good cricket and we've played some terrible cricket as well at the same time. <laughs> Mm. Um, it's been it's been good in parts. We're a young side. We're still learning. We've got we've got some young lads that are, that are stepping up a bit, and it's um, yeah, they're all still learning. But yeah, there's a, there's some good positives to take out of it. The last few weeks, we had a good game against uh, Bertie's lot the other week. Uh, two eighty played two sixty. So mm. low, low scoring these days, mate. That low scoring now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's remarkable the amount of runs been scored this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, so. We've uh, we've got a lot of positives to take out of the last two weeks, even though we've lost the games. There's, there's positives out there. So yeah, I think we'll, we'll go all right. We just need to be a bit 
bit more cricket smart in areas. But yeah, there's lots of positives to take out of it. Are you sure we'd be looking out for him particularly then? From our side, um, Cam Gordon, he's South African, but he's, he's now, uh, he's married an English lady. So yeah. he's, he's, he's done his residency. He's one of our key players. Nathan Musselwhite, he's consistent uh, opening bowler. He's usually up there in the stats. Got a few runs on Saturday as well. Yeah, he did actually. <laughs> Timed that well for this. But yeah, he did actually, yeah. Yeah, and then um, we've got a young lad, Jake, Jake Ludlam. He's only 16. He's in the Derbyshire yeah. setup. He's just having his first season in the Premier League. He's he's learning his craft a bit. He's uh, he's a batting all rounder. So yeah, he's one mm. to look out for. Great as well. to see. Great to see you giving somebody like that, that yeah, that, as well. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Spoke to him in the season. Said, "Look, you're going to get your chance." So mm. yeah. first game he got yeah 48 or 49 against uh, A and B. Then he's had a couple of other scores, but yeah, he's he's soaking it all up and yeah. Do you think that's there's an element there of he's, he's young, he's not been there before, you know, he's got absolutely no preconceptions of what the Premier League's all about, and that he's just got his head down and done it. Yeah, there's a bit of that. He's he, he's um, he's fearless at times. I don't know about idiotic as well, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. What's fearless. the name of this pod going to be? Do you think, Rich? <laughs> I'm not sure. We might be get we might be getting something out of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he's he's young and fearless, and he'll um, he'll give it back if people give him a bit. He's not afraid, so really, yeah, he's got a bit of fire in his yeah. belly. So that's cool. just needs to just to learn, soak it all up, and, and just keep trying to progress. Stumps, ups, and beer okay, so I'm going to ask a really really simple question, quick fire answer from all three of you on this one, on the basis of what Joe's just said. Which club do you like to give it back to a little bit more than others? For each of you. So, yeah. Bertie, which club do you like, like, like to give it a bit back to? Dunstan, local. Yeah, local rivals, I yeah. guess, yeah. Joe? Uh, it usually gets a bit fiery between us and Chesterfield, to be honest. Does it? Yeah. Harvey? I'll probably go with Mayor Hay, just because that's probably the fieriest game we've had had this season, just this Saturday, just gone. It was... Was uh, it? Uh, Tommy Sturgis, our opening bowlers, usually on edge <laughs> most of the time, but this... Yeah. Saturday, <laughs> uh, they, that's they a good going, way of, was good way of putting it on edge, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, that that was... I'd probably, probably go with that one. So, th- that stood out already this season for you? This Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say that... Well, they probably gave it, you know, as, as well. So, it was... Um, I'd probably say that that's been the. I mean, the the every other game we've had hasn't been. I'd say hasn't been. There's not been much feistiness in it. But I'd say this this one on on Saturday we we, we got given a bit and uh, some of our guys gave a bit. So so think thinking about the opposition then. I mean, out of the uh, the teams that you've played so far, who do you think is uh, going to be up there from an opposition point of view, as in runs scored and and wickets taken? What about you, Joe? Who do you think? Sporkston, they should be. Yeah. Uh, any any players that you think you, uh, looking good? Well, we only saw two batters and two bowls, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, if, you only have to look at the scorecard collectively. Yeah. And, uh, his match win is all the way down there. Yeah, so. yeah. What about you, Bertie? I'll tell you more about Sporkston after this Saturday. Okay, <laughs> mate. Yeah, well, good luck with that one. But. Uh... Up until now, uh, I thought San Diego were really strong. Yeah. Okay. And in, in terms of you guys at Swarkston there, Harvey, how important has it been to you? You've had a couple of uh, Derbyshire players playing with you, I think, haven't you? Yeah, we've had uh, we've had Alex Hughes and Harry Kane. Yeah. This season, uh, the 
the white ball stuff's just started at Derbyshire. Yeah. And they've both been in the squad, so we've not had them, uh, you know, undoubtedly, Alex uh, particularly played a, played a massive role in the uh, the games he played. He scored 150. Yeah. Two of the games, and, and you know, without that, it's... Um, mm. You know, obviously a match changing performance in, in both of them ones. Mm-hmm. Well, he got dragged back into the Derbyshire side, didn't he? At Knotts, when I think it was uh, was it Latmar went down injured or somebody? No, it was Anuj Dahl. Anuj Dahl. Oh, Anuj Dahl, yeah. Yes, Twisted twist his ankle, yeah. didn't he? He was, yeah, meant to, right, yeah. he was meant to play for us on that. Was he? Saturday, and he rang me up. Uh, I think it was the Thursday, but mm. about 20, he said, uh, he left me a, a voice note on WhatsApp and um, he said, I'm just on my way to Trent Bridge. The game starts in 20 minutes, so I had uh, had one day to to find somebody else on on that one. But <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome to club cricket again, Harvey. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the biggest challenge I found with with captaining this year. You forget yeah. how how kind of lucky you are when when everything's sorted for you, and then everything kind of falls on you when you take on. It's not just the on-field captaincy, is it? It's it's everything. That's right. that goes with it how do you find that Bertie because you know as a Premier League club you've got a good number of teams below you and there's, there's a bit lots of juniors at all rumors and stuff like that do, do you find yourself literally I'm gonna, I'm gonna be blunt about it are you guys in the Premier League do you find yourselves as top of the tree and you, you do get the team that you want and then let the rest scrap below you basically um I would love it to be that way absolutely <laughs> <laughs> we, we tend to try and find the best balance for all the sides to be competitive throughout oh. so you know for example uh, you know i wouldn't lose a batsman and and just take the next best bowler or something like that out of the twos just because he's prepared to come away or come up to the premier league we always try and balance it as best we can so that all the sides can give themselves the best opportunity to compete in their games Stumps, ups, and how, how big a step do you think it is from somebody playing in, Div, let's say, Div 3, where I think your seconds play? What sort of step do you think it is up to the Prem from there? I think it is it's quite, a, it's quite a leap. Um, I think the lads that in Division 3 and, you know, just, just the little things like the preparation through the week and netting, and some of them are quite keen just to turn up on a Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Because so, your seconds are doing very well, aren't they, as well? Yeah. Um, Have you got the same sort of situation, Joe and Harvey, but, you know... What sort of lads do you have? Many lads stepping up from lower divisions. That's that's one of our downfalls, really. So our seconds are in Division Five. Mm. So that's one of our key points to try and get them yeah. promoted. Because yeah. there's just just too much of a gap. I mean, yeah. not being detrimental, but a guy could be scoring hundreds in Division Five. Yeah, we completely. all know it. it's it's just not the same to just drop into like a Saturday Premier League game and. You're facing totally different mm. bowls, so yeah. I mean, our yeah. aim at Winsel is to have the you know the first team is probably in two or three, and the yeah. seconds in four or five, something like that. So there's a bit of a closer gap. Yeah, um, I guess it's the same for you guys, really. Yeah, you yeah. want to try and bridge the gap. Yeah, our twos are in uh, four, so it's mm. similar story to um, Joe and Bertie as well. For for us at Swarkston, we've got uh, Michael Scott captain in the twos, and we're we're trying to do the same thing as, as you guys trying to close the gap yeah. just as you say because when you need to rely on players from the twos and, and making sure everyone's batting and bowling and, and bringing players up it's just a bit too far than ideally you'd like from four to the prem rather than yeah. two or three to the prem well your, your twos are second aren't they at the minute so not doing too bad so if you can maintain that that'll uh, stand them in good stead I would have thought yeah definitely that's that's at the start of the season that was one of the main aims mm. to make sure that we try and push to to get the twos promoted up the leagues as well, because it just has a knock-on effect throughout the yeah. club, doesn't it? You know, yeah. 
all the stand, you know, if everyone's playing. Absolutely, yeah. Standard yeah. goes up. Definitely. I think it's interesting we talk about standards and preparation. A couple of you mentioned this already. I think Harvey definitely has and Bertie has. Yeah. I'll put it to you, Bertie. What, what do you see the difference from your Premier League lads in terms of that? How many turn up for Nets versus how many turn up for the, the seconds, for example? Is it that much of a difference for you guys? Yeah, some, yeah sometimes. Early season, I think probably most clubs are the same. Nets, mm-hmm. you might get 20 to 30 for like the first six weeks. And then as you roll around to the end of August and it's winding down, you might get 10. It tends to be the same group. What we've sort of found this year, we, we're quite lucky at the moment where we've probably got a squad of 15 or 16 that that we're going to pick from for the first team. Obviously, you can only get 11 in. So that's mm. five or six are now competing for a Premier League spot. Yeah, that's good. But I suppose, I mean, do them guys stay where they are or just do they drop down to the seconds? I mean, how do you tend to do it? I know you've already said you, you keep a core for each team, but uh, do those five guys who are left out, four guys who are left out, do they drop down? Yeah, yeah, they'll drop yeah. down. They'll drop yeah. down. It's all, up, it's all up to them then to go and perform and, and sort of show to the to the club you know, that they deserve a Premier League spot and put pressure on someone who's in the first team, maybe not performing and say, you know, I want their spot. Mm. So, and how, how ruthless that. can that be, Bertie, in terms of you've got a batsman who's you know scored less than 10 three weeks back-to-back in the Premier League and you've got someone who's been dropping down to, what, Div, Div 3, isn't it, for uh, the twos? And he's scoring 50 plus in those three weeks. Is it a simple, right, you're out of form, he's in form, bring him in? Yeah, it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you start to you start to talk about it between you and they're all grown up. They, they sort of know how it works. If, if you're not performing, somebody else is and, and they want that spot. So, How many teams have you got on Royce now? Steely teams. Uh, Steely teams. Yeah, three on a Saturday and then one Sunday league. Okay, so oh. so there's a, do you have a, a what would they call it these days? A leadership group. Would you do you have a leadership group or a captain's WhatsApp group where you where you're talking all the time through the week? Yeah. So yeah, we have a selection group which mm-hmm. started as the three captains and uh, obviously we fell out all the time. So we brought the, <laughs> the vice captains in. Obviously, first team vice captain backs me up. Second team yeah. vice captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sounds time. quite familiar, this does yeah. very familiar. So, we we created a role for a guy in the club, Andy, as like a senior cricket manager, just to be yeah. the mediator between us, right? Yeah, um, and sort of as the casting vote, and um, and that's worked really well um, the last few years. We probably brought that in about four years ago. But, you know, Andy sadly passed away twelve months or so ago. Mm. So somebody else has stepped into that role now, but it has really yeah. worked for us. So. Yeah, you're looking at the two mediators at Winsell right now. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we are. Yeah, we've, we've got the, we've got the same setup. We've got vice absolutely. captain and captain from first and second. Then me and Livo is the uh, old cronies, really. Yeah, without a shot. I, I see a lot of cricket up at the moment because I do all the scoring for the for the first team and uh, one thing that we've just invested. I don't know if you've seen it, but we've had a the MV play live stream I just wondered how you guys think that's going to pan out and do you think more clubs are going to get that yeah I think Joe do you want to go first yeah sorry I, I think the, the brilliant I do he um, just adds an extra extra feature to your Saturday don't it yeah well we've had some great banter in the in the change rooms afterwards looking at the mm. feed and yeah. guys saying they're not out when they probably were and vice versa well that's it you can always go up to umpire and the game can't you show me <laughs> as long as they don't get too out of mate. as you might get Ian Clark or somebody on your back yeah, yeah. no yeah I, th- I think they're good I think in the next five years I think Kevin will probably have one yeah. won't they 
Yeah, I think uh, there's a. I think there's actually an email gone out today about Perhaps. the two versions, NV Play and Frogbox. All right. Yeah, we we decided to go for NV Play, and we're we're absolutely delighted with it. I think one of the best things about it is that it does the automatic highlight packages for you, and you can, if it, if a bowler's ten five wickets, you just click on his number five in his stats, and it instantly shows you all of his five wickets. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So mm. I guess you're a bit more used to being on camera, Harvey, are you? But uh... <laughs> well, they they introduced that uh, exactly the same thing uh, yeah. during COVID year because obviously um, that's right we couldn't in the county championship we couldn't play with with any people at the ground so they brought mm. that and apparently the numbers just went through the roof so that's right yeah and and they've stuck with it and apparently a lot more people are just watching on on that now mm. so I don't know if you've monitored the number of the you know, watching club cricket on a we, we have, yeah. I mean, we've had some really good positive results. We've had people watching from all over the world as well, to be honest with you. We've had people in Thailand and people who are on holiday watching it and that sort of thing. I don't know if the missus always know they're watching it from the sunbed or something, but uh, certainly we're getting some views all around the world. Is it something yeah. that all of us are looking at, Bertie? Yeah, we were very close to having it this year well, yeah. through a few other purchases, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they put it back, and and they're going to have it next year. Are oh, they? Oh, that's good. I think there's some revenues you can get from advertising, which would be good as well. You you touched on um, Derbyshire there uh, briefly, Harvey, and obviously we know you historically you you were there for a good number of years. So just just question for you in regards to that. It's similar to what we were asking Bertie. Where would you put the sort of, if I was to say international cricket is a 10 out of 10 standard, county is I'm going to say, I'm going to be 8 out of 10. Where would you put the ECB Premier Leagues in that sort of echelon of uh, what the, the standard of cricket is? Um, so if international was 10 and first class county was 8, then I'd probably put probably another two down from that would probably be county second 11. And then mm-hmm. probably I'd say about a five. Yeah. Okay. Five, yeah. four, four, five. If you if you're saying ten is international cricket, mm-hmm. probably four, or five. I'd guess because yeah. then just it's kind of a slightly smaller step up to you know second eleven county cricket, and then mm-hmm. the big the big jumps probably you notice it when you go from county second eleven to to first class. Really, the the competitive mm. nature and the you know the professionalism of it. I guess that's that's where you notice it most. I'd say. But obviously, I never played international, so I wouldn't. <laughs> Wouldn't know what that's like, so. <laughs> no, but I think I, you, I think you talked about you played. Did you get involved in the England juniors at some points in the under 15 You said 15, 16, and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know I've seen a couple of players who've come fully enough through the Derbyshire pathway who've gone on to play for England at 15s and 17s the last couple of years. And I've seen them play against our Winsel under 13s or 11s as they were. Yeah. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not just one or two it is. You can just see that massive jump very, very quickly. It's interesting you say that if ECB Premier Division is around about a five, there's almost quite a crossover to that sort of second 11 at the counties then. You can see that a lot of players could sort of fit mm. in and out. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's a lot of players who wouldn't look out, you know, wouldn't be out of place playing playing in the county second 11 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, definitely. I think um, definitely throughout the, I don't know, if, I think they've brought in some some system now where you've got to kind of, play your academy players a bit more but definitely throughout the years when I was playing it there was often spaces in a lot of the teams for people trialing from clubs from other counties who you know knew were going to get released from their counties there was always kind of three or four places in each team that would have Mm -hmm. 
club players and 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 other you know people on the verges from other counties and and often they did they did very well so definitely tell just tell us a briefly Joe I'll start with you what what's the junior setup like up at Eckington because that pathway as Harvey's just been bringing them through what's it like up there yeah yeah we've well we've got softball 11 13s and 15s but yeah we've got some really good young lads coming through at the minute actually one one of the young lads he got his first hundred on Sunday to the right. uh, Sunday development side. Young, uh, young Noah. Yeah, there's some some really give, good give him a name lad. check, mate. What's his name? Noah South. Noah South. Okay. Oh, no, no, that might be his brother. It might be Finn South. <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. And Finn yeah, South, then. Yeah, it's one of the Souths anyway. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, there's some, some good young lads coming through. We've got two teams on a Sunday, which helps as well. So good, they're, yeah. just, they're just getting getting lots of exposure to cricket. Mm, that's uh, good. So. Yeah, that's good and yourself Bertie at Orruas obviously I've got experience what you guys have got there but if you want to tell our, our listeners how big's the junior set up there now uh, yeah from, from the bottom up it, it's quite big at the moment we've, we've got uh, two or three quick cricket sides three under 10s one of those uh, two under 10s three under 11s one of those being a girls team mm. uh, two under 15s and under 17s and then we're um, into women's softball, women's hardball sides. Then you got women's hardball side this year as well. Oh. That's got the fact that you've got a, is it fifteen for girls as well? We've got a girls under thirteen. Thirty. I mean, I, there aren't many around who've got a full girls side at that age group, is there? So that's yeah. that's kudos to you guys, definitely. Yeah, it's um, one of the coaches has a daughter that, that plays, and and she's sort of been involved all the way through, and he, he's really pushed it hard the last couple of years, and. Yeah, a big sort of efforts by him. That's good. That's good. What about Swarky, Harvey? How big? You, you're a bit of an outlier of a club almost there. What's the junior set up there these days? Yes, but I'd say the last it's taken off in the last couple of years, really. And that's that's a huge credit, really, to the to uh, Phil Brown, uh, Mark Thornley, and and Ben Hutchinson, who who obviously plays in in the team. He's yeah. he coaches all the juniors, and I think it's been him that's really transformed it and since he took over the coaching at the club we saw a massive influx of junior players so we've been very lucky in that regard and now we've got kind of a you know we train on one of the nights where the juniors play play out on on the actual pitch so Mm -hmm. um, and and everyone's been saying the numbers of you know just obviously we're a very small kind of village so Mm. people actually from Swarkston but we get a lot of people from Chelliston and yeah, surrounding places, and that's uh, that's happened a lot over the last few few years, thanks to uh, you know those three I just named. Stumps, umps, and beer you hear a lot of stories about village cricket is, is dying. There's a lot of teams struggling to get players. Um, I saw the other day somebody's put a Tinder profile for a a club. Did you see that? It was a swipe left for Georgie thirty six or something. It turns out to be the cricket club, doesn't it? I saw that today on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah. an interesting way of getting players. But everybody on this group seems to be booking the trend. Really, it seems to be doing very well. What what do you put it down to at the club? Is it is it just general volunteers and enthusiasm? Yeah, I think volunteers, good atmosphere. We've got a coach, Lesroy Weeks, who used to play first class cricket. Um, and he's he's good with it with the youngsters. And then we've got a couple of other coaches as well. So just good atmosphere, I think. I think it helps if if the parents come and have a good time as well, doesn't it? You know, Absolutely. Like on a Friday, yeah, yeah. Friday yeah. night, if you 
barbecue on or having a yeah, few beers yeah. and then word of mouth isn't it to the parents and then mm. just snowballs so. exactly yeah yeah I, I think that those three words the big one word of mouth um we're the first to say that at Winslow we'd, we'd gone through a bit of a should we call it a dry patch in terms of juniors for a number of years yeah a bit of a hiatus I'd say yeah but we're now at the other end of the scale where it's just utter chaos on a Wednesday night. Um, you know, we go from all-stars through to dynamos and we've actually got the, the hardballers actually being trained at another ground up at uh, the local school because we haven't got enough room on the pitch. So it, that word of mouth has then got through various schools in the area and various parents talk to various parents. We become that conversation, don't we? And I think that, that's where it makes a big difference at all levels of uh, local cricket. And I think it's, it's interesting, Richard, pointing it out because we, we don't see any sort of of this slowdown in the DCCL, most clubs around this area seem to be doing pretty darn well. And even the clubs that have done badly for juniors in the past few years are starting to grow very quickly. But our friends down at Burton, down the road from us, they they haven't had anything for donkey's years and now they've got quick cricket sides coming through 11. So it's obviously, it's working for us. We've all just got to keep working on that junior profile for all the clubs. Super over. We're going to start with you, Bertie, if that's okay. So, first of all, Bertie, favourite ground? Mumbles, Swansea. Okay, favourite batter? Ryan Lara. Favourite bowler? Darren Goff. Favourite tipple? Anything that I haven't paid for. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. And your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Uh, I reckon a sausage roll, but it could be warm. And finally, your sporting hero? Um, Paul Gascoigne. Good answer. So, Joe, favourite ground? Newlands, Cape Town. Favourite batter? Matthew Aiden. Favourite bowler? Shane Warne. Favourite tipple? Guinness. Favourite cricket tea item of choice? Scone, I'm going to go for. Not scone. No, not for where I'm from. (laughs) Okay, mate. Okay, and sporting hero? Uh, It's got to be Shane Warne. Okay, Rich, over to you. Yeah, hi, Harvey. So... Favourite ground? Uh, Lords. Favourite batter? Tendulka. And your favourite bowler? Shane Ward. Uh, favourite tipple? I think just a just a standard pint of Peroni, I think. Bertie will buy you one next time he sees you. I'm sure he will. <laughs> and uh, your fa- favourite cricket tea item of choice? Battenberg cake, because I had it at... Oh, um, good Mare, answer. We love a bit of Battenberg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just cheering um, me up after getting a first baller. Well, we're going to mention that in a minute, mate, so we'll, we'll hold, 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 on to that, uh, hold on to that thought. And finally, your sporting hero... Uh, David Beckham. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. I'm going to ask you some very, very open-ended question in regards to the rest of the season because obviously we're only six games in we are recording it will go out on the pod and we will come back to you for these predictions at the end of the season um <laughs> as we have said that to the boys at Mickel over at Etwell at Winslow as well so what what's we'll start with you Bertie you're in fourth place at the moment is it um what's the target at Ulrich this year finish third bottom that was <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's a good way of putting it, mate. That is. Had a massive plan last year to say this is our year, we're going up. It just come yeah. the turn of the year, we had a, a really good run of wins. And it as we we're getting close, it was like, hang on, we might be doing this here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been the, the priority, really. Make sure we, we get enough to stay up and then, um, yeah. and then try and take it from there. Yeah. So, I'm going to put you on the spot then, Bertie. Will you get enough to stay up? Yeah. 
Good. Joe, what's what's your prediction with you guys? You're down in ninth. Actually, you're close to that third from bottom than all of us are, so we'll put the pressure back on you. What's your predictions for this year? Where, where are you going to finish? We'll stay up. That's that's the main objective. We're, we'll stay up. It's just winning games and just a few positions last year where we didn't we got we got close and then it just didn't just didn't materialise as we've sort of done the last two weeks, just need to turn those into wins. Um, so, yeah, just keep working hard and, and progressing and turning them into wins. OK. And I, I will ask you both before I come to Harvey. Bertie, who's going to win the league? Can you ask me again after Saturday? <laughs> Joe, who's going to win the league? Tough one. Swarkston or San Diego. Yeah, they were my two. Yeah, they were my two. Yeah. OK. Come on then, Harvey. Top of the league. Prediction. You're going to be there at the end of it, well, I hope so. Uh, given given the start we've had, uh, six from six, yeah, we we definitely want to be up there contending for the for the title. Um, that's that's when we when we start the season, we said we you know we want to be up there or thereabouts, you know, to to definitely contend for it. And we've now that we've had a great start, I think we we need to consistency is going to obviously be key if you're gonna mm. gonna gonna win the Premier League. But that that's what we'd like to do. So. Well, we'll all be watching with interest on Saturday now, I guess, won't we? Yeah. Especially how many, especially how many runs you both get as well. Well, I was going to say that. How did you get out again on Saturday, Harvey? I was LBW. LBW, Bertie, you ready for Saturday? Oh, we've all got to go up then if we get them. Pads. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we'll probably hear the appeal from Winsor if you get hit on the pads, Harvey, on Saturday. Who's going to hit them first? That's the problem, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But who, who surprised you guys? Is there anyone who has surprised you this year? We need a bit more time in the in the seat. It's yeah. a bit early on. Yeah, in the, it is a bit. Yeah. It's what surprised me is just the amount of runs that's been scored. Uh, I, mean, I was going to touch on this. Yeah. yeah, it's like usually you get two or three games. You'd say where someone's yeah. getting three hundred, and how yeah. many have we had already this year? Loads. It's I mean, just... we saw obviously in Div Three on Saturday where um, Michaelova got four hundred and ten mm. for none. Two guys, Ollie Dimmock and Preston, getting massive runs. And then in re- in reply, Walton got three hundred and sixteen. Yeah. So it's a huge, huge numbers. What what do you put it down to? I mean, do you think the pitches are better? Do you think the, think the players have learned to play different shots from watching more on TV? I don't know. What is it? I think, I think the, the pitches have been been decent due to the weather. I don't know what you mm. guys think. We've we've all been pretty rock hard since we started. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you two think either. I don't know if uh, the, these batch of balls that we've got don't seem to be doing much. I don't know if you guys a lot of people have are saying that, yeah. noted, noted that. Um, but yeah, probably probably due to the weather and the pitches. I think the ball things are important because I think some of the county's been complaining about the Duke's ball as well. Mm. They, the, the the batch that we've got, these first six, they just don't seem to have any seam on them. They're just, no. just flat. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump in on that one. I thought the balls did loads. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey thinks the balls are absolutely unbelievable after Saturday. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, not what well, the one that the one that got me out obviously did loads. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think what what I'd ask, and it, I mean, in follow up to that, is that I've been a big, big vocal um, shouting about the fact that I think past scores have been going up for the last two to three years, slowly but surely anyway. I, I said, I mean, if you don't know our ground, I know Bertie knows our ground, I'm pretty sure there. But we've got a small ground and our past score is just going up and up and up. I know on Saturday when we saw that 400 plus by our friends at Michelover, 
I said to Rich when he, when he told me, I said, well, it'd be interesting to see what Walton get. When you see 300 plus then, mm. yeah, everyone's at it. You know, no, there's no two, no club is sitting there going, we can't score that. They're going after it no matter what from the start, I think. And yeah, I have a feeling we're going to see some major records broken by one or two people this year um, when, it come, when it comes to batsmen. I, I think you're right, Joe. The balls are not doing as much. They're not going as long as they, as they, they have previously, shall we say. And we, we'd always class ourselves at Winslers. We've been very strong as a bowling club over the last few years. And the wickets aren't coming quite as easy for us this year. Uh, they're starting to just get going now. So maybe that's going to be, maybe we're going to see a change in June and July where the bowlers start to take over a little bit. And we we don't see the scores, but we, we just don't know, do we? Just don't know. I think we'll lose cricket's had a lot to do with the yeah. scores well, as well, hasn't it? Yeah, people, totally, people, yeah. People will probably go out batting second with the eye on, actually, let's just that, give this a go rather than maybe mm. losing a few and just thinking, oh, we'll get a losing draw. Yeah, totally yeah, right, right. Shadow. yeah. Stumps, and beer pumps. We're going to do our uh, little six-a-side competition with you guys now. So, dead simple rules. The six-a-side team that we want you guys to put together from the Premier League can't have any of these contracted players who you go scalping, Harvey, so we're not having any of this lark, OK? You, we want two batters from you, two bowlers, an all-rounder and a wicketkeeper. So shall we start at the very beginning? We should we choose a wicketkeeper, gent? Yeah, who could be the wicketkeeper? Who do you want to be wicketkeeper, Joe Bertie? Well, it's all very new to me this year, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick from the sides I've played against up to this point. Ah, very good diplomatic answer that, mate. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I can't select myself. <laughs> I got to select somebody else. I was I was impressed. I was so I was impressed with the young. Um, I can't remember his name, but. Ticknell had a young lad keeping when we played them first games. Does anybody Cherry. know his name? Jake Cherry. Is that his name? He, he looked like a good young uh, young gloveman. So I, I'm just having a look now, see if I can uh, find out who he is. Okay. Jake. While Rich has a look at that then, let's go for your all-rounder. Who do you three think would be the best all-rounder for the Prem? I'll, um, I'll go with Joe Ashdown from Sponder. I will go Cam Gordon from Ecky. That's a good call, I think. Harvey? Uh, I was going to go Greg Cork from Ticknell. Who do we re- do? We have to agree on. Are we going to have to select? No, no. It's, this is a selection committee. Just, just, <laughs> just think what it's. Oh, like. are we? Are we all picking this side together? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Real. Selection committee, and me and Livo can be the arbiters of this. Yeah. Bear in mind the Div Three captains managed to do this, so come on, you guys should be. Able to. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to agree to you know go with the. With um, Joe Ashdown, I think he's he's a good all rounder. Jake Terry was the wicket keeper, by the way. So uh, he was, yeah, yeah. That for Tickno, yeah. yeah. That's Mr. Dye that will be happy again now. So we're keeping <laughs> everyone happy as we go along here, aren't we? Definitely. So have we agreed on? Have we agreed on? We've agreed on Jake Cherry, have we? Yeah, Jake Cherry is the keeper. Yeah, Ashdown is the all rounder. Batters, who's going to be your batters, guys? Oh, he was. It was overseas, aren't we? I don't. How do I say his second name? Quant. 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 Yeah, yeah. I've got him in there, haven't we? On, on yeah, current form, right. yeah. I think he's a... them yet, but I'm happy to happy to go. <laughs> yeah. third on here. Sounds <laughs> like he's a bit of a shoe in to me. So he's second batter. I was going to go with Andre Bradford from uh, yeah. Hawkey. He's he's had a pretty good start. Yeah. Mm. What do you mean, 110 average after six games? It's all right, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, he's done. He's done pretty well. Yeah, there's only somebody called Alex Hughes who's got a better average than him, and Hughesy we know has got a different sort of contract anyway. So I, I think that's a good call. 
Bertie, Joe, would you go with that one with Andrew Bradford? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, And I think go back to our all-rounder, Joe Ashdown's second in the batting rankings for the whole of the league. So, you know, he really is right, right up there in the first place. Going to the bowlers then, who's going to be your two bowlers? Dan Wilden was very good. Yeah, you've got to have it in there, I think. Who was that, that, sorry? Dan Wilden. Dan Wilden. Yeah, Dan Wilden, yeah. I'm trying to think, and it go with a spinner as well. Yeah, ah. that's a, yeah, that's a good call. Who's the left-hand spinner that plays at Denby? Can't remember his name. What about Connor Marshall? Can we have two San Diego players or not? You can have a real like. Yeah, I'm happy to go with him. He's good, good batter as well. We've yeah. already selected all round, but so you're not yeah. going to pick. You're not going to go for Ben Hutchinson then. Well, I just don't want to keep selecting my, <laughs> my own players. <laughs> I would have gone with Ben Hutchinson or Tommy Tommy Sturgis as well. But okay. Bertie's going to Bertie's going to wait till Saturday, aren't you, Bertie? <laughs> Bertie wants to re-record <laughs> next Monday after Saturday. About it, are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it'll be a re-record of things straight away, depending on what happens on Saturday. <laughs> so it's so we're going to go for, let's go through them there very quickly. So we're going to go with Dan Wielden and we're going to go with Connor, are we, as our bowlers? Connor Marshall. We're going to go with Nick Quant, no-brainer when it comes to batters, with uh, Andre Bradford down at Swarkey. All-rounder's going to be Joe Ashdown. Yep. And our wicketkeeper, because he can't pick himself, let's be honest, is... Jake Cherry over at Ticknell. Let's let's be brutal. Harvey, would you fancy yourself there in that role? <laughs> Not sure if I can. <laughs> can I, I would, yeah. I would, yeah. But I, I'm, I, I'm, I was impressed with with him, so let's go in. Who you got this weekend then? Let's go through. So, Bertie, you and Swarky are meeting. Yeah, uh, up at Swarkston. And I think they come to us in the T20 on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you got him twice at the same Double weekend. Header. Okay, and you've got another game to look forward to this week, though, Bertie. I think, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We're hosting the MCC at Oriwas on Wednesday, half eleven start. Brilliant. Are you, are you playing yourself? Yeah. What, what's course. the for, What's the format of that game, mate? Um, it's a timed game, so mm-hmm. 110 overs in the day. Uh, MCC have already won the toss and chose to bat. Right. So. We've got any idea who they bring in? Yeah, it's quite largely. Derbyshire League base. Um, Paul Bakel from Duffield is running the fixture for them. Okay, okay. And Joe, who you got this weekend? We've got Denby Saturday, and then I believe it's Alfreton and Mary on the Sunday. So if you come against Mary, just remember what Harvey said. Bit, bit give, him a, give him a bit, yeah. Mainly the fault of of our of our bowlers. Tommy's <laughs> <laughs> in particular. Very diplomatic, mate. That is absolutely. So, we, Harvey, you've got you've got a double header against Bertie then. So, it's, uh, the timing of this recording is interesting, isn't it? You guys coming up against each other. You, you could almost say a little bit of old head inverted commas Harvey in the Premier League and a bit of county there versus, as you keep saying, Bertie new to this lot. It'd be, be an interesting little uh, game up there. I think having let's be honest, two of the top four bowlers against the number one batsman in the league as well. It's definitely something for us all to be watching at the weekend and see what cracks off. Obviously, Saturday with a big one for the league, but Sunday, Sunday, do you treat the Cup with a bit of fun or is it just as important for you guys? No, it's important. I think you've got two two games to win in there. I think it's the finals day, isn't it? It's just the 2020, so every opportunity to, uh, to, to get hold of something there. Definitely. Hey, listen, guys, it's been really good talking. Hope you guys go well at the weekend. Um, can't say for both of you because obviously you're playing each other. But uh, we'll keep an eye on the results and we'll hopefully catch up with you face-to-face at some point during the season. Pleasure. Good luck, chaps. Good Cheers, luck. Joe. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, Bertie. Thanks good for having me. Stumps, bumps and beer bumps. 
So, uh, thanks to Joe, Harvey and uh, James Burton from Olrois. And uh, talking of Olrois, we, we went, didn't we, Neil, to uh, to see the MCC against Olrois. So we popped to have a quick look round, yeah. Yeah, it was quite good. A nice day and uh, good turnout. Uh, actually, walking around the boundary, we bumped into Ben Foley, didn't we? we we've got some uh, extra content. So, we're trying to get some extra content onto our Twitter feed. Uh, so if you go and follow at Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, you'll see some extra Super Overs on there as well. And Ben was uh, kind enough to give us a, a, a Super Over. He was injured there, weren't he? Dad uh, yeah. had a tumble, a yeah. quick run or something, weren't he? he was, I, th- I think he was going for a quick run and his back dug into the ground. He went down in a heap and dislocated his shoulder, so he ended up in A&E. I'm not sure what's in the water at all with the minute, because we had another uh, tweet from us from... Tom Chapman tweeted us about uh, Andy Woolley dislocated his knee or something as well at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, that sounded quite nasty, actually, but uh, it affected the game, I think, didn't it? They, they only down to, went down to 33 overs because they were waiting about two hours for the ambulance, but uh, I think he dislocated his knee badly, and uh, so we wish them all the best, yeah. wish them uh, speedy recovery, and hopefully they get back on the pitch soon. I think you need some uh, milk behind the bar at Daisy Lane. It's good for your Bit bones. Good calcium. Yeah, 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 that would help, I suppose. Yeah. Get your bones stronger, lads. <laughs> because me and Marcel old fossils, remember the oldest team from the uh, late 90s and mm. early 2000s? The, the, really, they're one of the best teams around, really. Yeah, really. yeah. I mean, some fantastic players from that era, and Oroist of the present day uh, do well to, to emulate them, really, but... We were talking, weren't we, as we were walking around the boundary, the likes of Dave Thompson, Oatsy, uh, Pete Goff, Goff yeah. yeah, Alan Goff, Dwayne White, so the Duggins. I mean, great players. And if you look at their record from, from the late 90s, um, Dave Thompson, absolute run machine. Yeah. I, I'm not sure anybody will get up to, to those sort of levels again. A th- easily a 1,000 runs in a season. Season in, season out, really. Yeah, I think if you're going to the Oldest for the first time, have a look at the pitch on the wall and that. These players were the, yeah. the best around in the area. Yeah, it is good at Aura. I like what they've done there with the old pictures. It's uh, it's nice to see, and I think a lot of clubs could learn from that. So well done to, to Tim Aston and his lads at Oroes, really. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see. And, uh, as I say, I think the, the, the Oldest set-up now is doing pretty well. I think uh, that throughout their, their teams, first, second, third, etc., they've got ladies' sections, they're doing very well. To be fair as well, the oldest team going now, there's not many teams that are still left that are still at that level. The Yambers no. have dropped down there in our yeah. Yeah. Um, the Parvades have gone, all the brewery teams have gone, exactly, so yeah. to be going yeah. still strong is a good thing. Yeah, good luck to them. Fantastic chaps, thank you for that. Now we do ask for any funny stories, anecdotes, or any little stories from around the cricketing world you may have. So we've got exactly that. A Mars caught up with Charlie Hart from Clifton Cricket Club. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Hi Charlie, how you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. And you? Yeah, good. Thanks for thanks for coming on. It's uh, really good to see you. Uh, something happened. Uh, was I think about a couple of weeks ago, was it? Where uh, you were given out, hit the ball twice. I've, I've checked the records. It doesn't happen very often. In fact, I think in the last time it happened in first class cricket it was in 1906 when a Leicestershire batsman J H King was given out in a county match at uh, the Oval. So I'm not oh, sure yeah. you're in good company, but uh, it's not happened very often, mate. So, no. I understand you were batting number three at the time, was it? So, I was number three or number four. It was a game in Division 9 against Yoxall, I believe. Yoxall, that's correct, yeah. yeah. No, so, no umpires? No, no, the, no given umpires. We, yeah. They're our own teammates. Just your mates, yeah. So, yeah. what happened then? So, basically, uh, we, were, we were batting well and I, I sort of got into a partnership with um one of the one of the lads on the teams and then he sort of he got out so I thought right I've got a got a got a bit of a job to it to do here and um I was I was playing all right I was on I was on 30 I thought you know what this is 
this we, we're, we're off to a good start and then this this bowler who's been bowling like really nice steady balls for me all all day just bowled this sort of one this it was proper pie was it sat really <laughs> nicely yeah really yeah. nicely for me and it just like clipped the side of my arm as I I just sw- proper proper swing for it and clipped the side of my arm and it sort of went back behind over my head to the left hand side down okay. leg side ballooned up in the air yeah basically yeah yeah, yeah. and um, it, it went down and in that time that it was up in the air and going down I sort of turned locked eyes with the uh, with the wicket keeper out of it at the yeah. moment and. Um, and then I just out of sheer instinct turned around, got my bat, and just sort of bopped it down. <laughs> and uh, sort of after that, I was I was immediately told by the uh, the other team that that I was out. That's that's out. You're you're out there, mate. And I was. Did they actually appeal that? They so they they didn't really appeal. They just kind of all froze for a second, and then one of their uh, more senior players sort of. Just looked at me and said, "That's out. You're out, mate." Yeah. And uh, the but the other players were just telling me that that I was out. But the umpire, mm. who's one of my mates from my team, yeah, yeah, um, he didn't know. Do you want to give, do you want to give him a name? Give him a name check for us. His name. His name is Ben King. Yeah. He can have first and a second name. I'm still a bit salty about it. <laughs> um, he um, he didn't really know how, what to do with it at first, yeah. and then. After some consultation and some sort of a bit of thought process, he decided that it was out, and I had to I had to walk. Unfortunately, he's the ca- Ben's the captain as well, is he? Ben was the captain on that day. Yeah. yeah, we have we have like we've got a main captain who's called Steve, and he was called up to play for the twos, and oh, then okay, ben, yeah. ben takes over when um, yeah. when Steve's not there. So um, yeah, I don't suppose he had much choice, really. I suppose once he's been explained to him. Not really, not really. They um they did all sort of surround and tell him what's what. So yeah, I bet it's uh, they took some ribbing about that. Well, yeah, I I mean I was getting ribbed all day because I played I played wicketkeeper that game and um, yeah. I never ever play wicketkeeper usually and I dropped I dropped maybe two. One of them was pretty easy. The other one wasn't, and I was yeah. called single hands and then. I got called symbol hands by the other team as well, so I was off. I was getting most <laughs> of the ribbon, like. But uh, yeah, um, it was he. He more took some stick from me. Yeah, me but, yeah. So as you as you see, I mean, again, I know you won that game um, quite easily by the looks of it. But has uh, it been going for yourself this season? Been steady. Yeah, I wouldn't say like it was easy. I'd say they because they were a good team. They were a really good team. Um, we we got some youngsters in our team who were like under. Some of them are under fifteen. Some of them are under seventeen. Who were, like really coming through. And mm. in that league, to to win games, you've just got to have bowlers who bowl line and length. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, the young lads are really coming through. And as the season's going, we've lost I think two games, and then we yeah. won the others. And we've we've managed to bowl everyone out in all the other games. We've not had any winning draws. It's either been wins or losses. Yeah, you look as if you're doing okay. So it is a good, promising season so far. We've yeah. always because like the club's grown so much in the last couple of years. It's had a new pavilion put in, mm. and our field in three league teams, and then a development team on a Sunday. And it's also fantastic to see that they're also getting ladies' teams out as well. They've yeah. got a ladies' hardball team now, which I believe 
quite successful. They've got a ladies T20 on Friday, which they? they've got quite a big event uh, for. Yeah, yeah I think time mm, with the Jubilee as well. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I think mid midweek cricket is really really great mm. thing for the club. Some midweek T20 yeah. games where you can actually come out, enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, have Hope- some beers. Hopefully, some food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. Anyway. Stumps, ups, and Super over. Uh, what's, what's your favourite ground? My favourite ground. Um, I like Tutbury. I like Tutbury oh, okay. Cricket Club. Like, yeah. yeah. Favourite batter? Favourite batter. Um, KP. Yeah, Kevin okay. Peterson. Favourite bowler? Jimmy Anderson, probably. Yeah, popular one, that. Yeah, steady. What, what's your favourite tipple, mate? Um, oof. Yeah, Stella. Stella Artois. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and if you could have the perfect tea item, what would your favourite cricket tea item of choice be? Oh, mate, it's a bit bland, but I absolutely love a tuna sandwich. Do you? Just love a tuna sandwich. And some okay. just do it on like half a slice of cob. <laughs> and finally, uh, your sporting hero. Sporting hero. Um, if it was cricket, I do like Joe Root. I know, yeah. I know he's like Joe Root or Ben Stokes because both of them, like Ben Stokes had a lot to go through and, yeah. Joe Root yeah. just, even though he's not had that much luck, he's just, he's just a top bloke. He's got all the right morals. Outside, really of, outside of cricket, outside of cricket, um, I quite like my rugby. Quite like the mentality. Do you know Owen Farrell? The oh England yeah, absolutely. Captain. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I like his mentality as well. So, real super over. Okay, well, that's yeah. great, mate. That's uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, Sam, no, no, tears for having me. So. Uh, I'll just finish off by reminding everybody that we're beginning to get a few nice stories coming in now from out there in the cricketing world, especially in the area of Derbyshire. So if you have got any stories, please contact us direct on our... uh, uh, Come through to us on Twitter at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Also, you can contact us by email, stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. So that's it for another episode. So thanks, Neil. Cheers, mate. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. Enjoyed it. Until next time. Now it's time for Rich's famous catchphrase. And if you do see him about in the cricket clubs, uh, he does like this shout at him for a long way away for the yeah. 2020. There's nothing he likes more. Ciao, brethren. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumps, umps and beer pumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumps, umps and beer pumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. <laughs>